Hello again, everybody. Welcome, welcome once again to the Garden of Eden, where stories are told about the presence of God and you. Yeah, this is a safe place. And I'm Pastor Deborah, and I'm going to be bringing to you another part, another episode of a wonderful, wonderful book that I wrote many, many years ago called The Spiritual Multitudes. It had a volume one, which we've already done, a volume two, which we've completed. We're now in volume number three, and this is going to be part number 27. These were three big books I wrote. You don't realize Pastor Deborah stayed home for years and studied and wrote and typed books. I was never to sell them or get them published, but I've kept them around my house. I didn't know why, but now I know. I was to read them to you and podcast them out. So long after I am gone, you will still have them. They're powerful, wonderful books. And this volume three is about agape love, the greatest gift. Mm -hmm. We're going to begin part number 27. But before we begin, Pastor Deborah always likes to give a thank you to Zoom, which I'm recording on, to Pixabay for this wonderful motion video free from their organization. And we want to thank all who've done all IT work, created this wonderful ability, cameras and microphones and internet. God is using and working through all of them to get his message out without having to travel physically anywhere. You know he does that now. He doesn't have a physical body like he used to. He comes in dreams right out in the realm of the spirit. Oh, he can show up in a physical form from the spirit realm if he wants to. Mm -hmm. He's done that over eons and eons since he rose up out of the tomb and ascended unto his father in the kingdom of heaven. And he sat down on his right hand of his father, the king of the kingdom of heaven. And he gets sent out all the time because the father is always doing his work, sending out his trusted, wonderful children to complete his work, to speak on his behalf, just as Pastor Deborah's doing here in this book, The Spiritual Multitude, The Spiritual multitudes. Now, if you were to see some strange things happening around my hair, or if I point and my hand sort of disappears, and you see some strange things come through, it is because I do not have a green screen behind me. I've tried the very professional ones, too big, too cumbersome. I'm in a small living room that has Desk and sofas and wardrobes and bookcases. I'm sitting at a door with the blind down. Because if I raise it, it's too much light coming in. 
This camera I have that I bought at Best Buy is wonderful. I'm using a Blue Yeti microphone. I did get that at Best Buy also. And this gaming computer. The reason I bought it was because the gaming computers are able to hold and download and upload lots of videos quickly. So I needed that kind of laptop. But you can watch me on your phone, on hear me on a podcast, and even on an app. Yeah, Pastor Deborah is. I never thought anything about this years ago. I thought you always had to go to another foreign country physically or be in a church that was on television. Did you know I even made television commercials for our local Christian television station? I thought I was supposed to be on television, but it's too confining by time. Uh And it's a lot of repetition and repeat, and you don't have a lot of freedoms. And did you know it cost money to be on a television show? That's right. And then you're supposed to help raise money for it. Well, that wasn't what Pastor Deborah was called to do. She was called to teach and teach and teach, pray with you. And then I found YouTube. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, YouTube. You are a blessing to the kingdom of heaven. You allow us to create a whole channel or many channels for free and to upload our videos to you for free. And they get played for free. I'm never to make any money or do fundraisers with these videos. And I thank you, YouTube. You are so wonderful. God bless you and all that work for you. And I know it's trying times right now out in social media. Some people are getting kicked off of social media. There was just an evangelist from another country. He put up a video and he got taken down deleted on YouTube. He said that YouTube said he had misinformation about COVID. I didn't really listen to it, so I don't know if he did or didn't. I don't know what he said. But I asked God, what's going on? I talk a lot about COVID, where it came from, what's spiritually in it, what's going on. Mm -hmm. And God doesn't remove me. So he told me, YouTube removed this pastor, this evangelist, because he was not doing what he was supposed to be doing. I had already spoken to him in a couple of emails. that he needed to add some elements if he was going to call himself an evangelist. One, he needed to open up with prayer and prepare the atmosphere. Number two, he needed to close out with a prayer of repentance for those who were already believers and had gone astray. Then he needed to give an altar call for those who do not yet know Christ Jesus and to help them get born again. He did that on one video, but he didn't do it on this one. And God says, you working for me? You call yourself an evangelist? But you don't evangelize, I'll take you down. So God spoke to YouTube. And they took him down. All the, the pastor, this evangelist, and the people that he's associated with, they all blame YouTube. YouTube did what God required of them to do. See, when you work for God, 
Pastor Deborah found this out. He is the one that lifts you up and he is the one that will sit you down. Oh, some people complain that you can't touch me. I'm anointed. Oh, yes, we can. But I don't do it. God can take his anointing and make it just disappear in you. And you're just flesh. I saw a young man who was an evangelist in a powerful, powerful revival. He was given great anointing and glory. But he started using it to make money. Got prideful and arrogant. Mm -hmm. Making money. And God just took that stuff away. God allowed the whole atmosphere in this church and revival to change. The enemy came knocking. And God had to let him in. Mm -hmm. God will sit you down. He will take you off YouTube. He'll take you out of social media. He'll restrain you. He'll stop your anointing on the words. Or you're just speaking dead, dry words to the flesh. And this evangelist, he used to get out there and do this. And he would get mad. And you could tell he was not a loving evangelist. He was not speaking through tears. He was preaching in an angry form. To believers, that's not what an evangelist is supposed to do. They are to go where people don't know of this loving heavenly father. You only saw Christ Jesus get irritated at the religious leaders, not at the sinners, not at the man in the tomb who had a legion of demons. Mm -mm. This evangelist was taken down. By God himself. Through YouTube. Mm -hmm. You have to be very careful. When you work for this God. If you put a title in front of you. That God has given you. Not a denomination. Not a church group. Not an organization. But God. Then you're responsible to him. And him alone. Mm -hmm. Most of these people are believers, but they're religious, flesh creatures, children. They're changing titles all the time. They're changing what they start off doing one thing and then go to another. Now, I do that, but it's lessons. It's series of education, not only for a believer, but for non-believers. The spirit needs to hear the call of agape love. And who is calling them to himself? And you have to be loving and sweet. Now, a lot of your believers, boy, they need to have some fear of the Lord put back in them for what they're doing. They come to church, make the sign of the cross, and they go out and support killing innocent children in the womb. Abortion. Mm -hmm. There's so many of those, and they need to have their little fannies spanked. But sometimes, you know, that doesn't do it either. Makes them just angry. Oh, and if you expose them, they'll run like this one politician did. He'll run to his spiritual covering. Mm 
and ask his blessing for what he's doing. A lot of people don't know what he's doing. They don't understand. He ain't working for American people, British people. He ain't working for anybody but his religious leader. Who cares for the poor and the needy and expects all the rich countries to help them? Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then you get the blessings of him. You might get lots of money, lots of finances and support, a lot of blessings for your family. You might think you're going to have a special place in heaven, maybe become a saint for what you do for the poor and the needy in other countries. There's a lot going on. So this book, The Spiritual Multitudes, volume number three, and this part, number 27, was to help us understand so many things about us, others, about this God, this world we live in, and what do we do? And this motion video back here represents darkness, clouds, and evil and wickedness of the spirit realm and of our soul. So let's pray and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are with us today and you brought us to teach us through your Holy Spirit. You've anointed the words that are going to be talked about. Come through me, Pastor Deborah. Speak to them yourself. We thank you for your garden here on earth where we can come into your presence and we can be blessed and touched, renewed and refreshed. We can learn about you. Father, help us as we grow and learn more about ourselves and more about you. Help us all you can do. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, this is part number 27. We've been working through the scriptures, John 3, 16 through 21. And we're going to pick up here in this teaching with verse number 20. I'm going to go and do a quick review of verse 19 of John. Verse 19 said, and this is the spiritual condemnation, judgment, that spiritual light, life and truth and knowledge, the word of God himself, God's own image and likeness, his own name, his nature, his presence had come, is come, is here now into the world of humanity on the planet. And yet, men love darkness, ignorance, as you can see, rather than light or truth or life or knowledge or the word of God himself that enlighten God's image in their life or his likeness. They didn't want God's nature and his presence to be in them, around them. No, they didn't. And rather than having the light, the knowledge, the truth of God himself, they, because of their choices of wanting darkness, ignorance, this 
They wanted the darkness to stay. They thought those clouds back there covered their deeds and their works and their thoughts. Nobody could see what they were really doing sort of behind the curtain and who they really were. They could put on a powerful image like in the movie, The Wizard of Oz, when Oz portrayed himself as a powerful wizard, but behind the curtain, he was just a man. And it says that they loved their spiritual darkness more than God's light. Why? Because their deeds, their acts, their thoughts, their principles, their concepts, their knowledge and opinions were evil and wicked and not righteous, not serving the kingdom of heaven and God and his agape love. No, they were serving the other guy. They were serving religion. They were serving other spiritual deities and beings, their own purposes of lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh and the pride of life. They were rebellious to God. They were disobedient to him, to his truth. So that's where number verse 19 was saying, these people are that you in your soul and your spirit could be loving this, the clouds of fog, darkness. And after you live in it so long, it's just that's what you get used to. And you become afraid of light and clarity. So you can live in this and you can be hidden away from everybody. So verse 20, we're going to pick up him. Why is John asking this? Did they love the darkness and not love the light, the truth, the presence of God? Why would somebody serve another besides God? Why would they love religion, denominations? Why would they serve another father? And not the father of the Bible. Why would they do that is the question. Why would you do that? We see it all the time in politics, businesses. They love money making more than people. They love notoriety and being elected as a prime minister or president or leader more than they love the people and the nation. Mm-hmm. That's right. So ask yourself, why would you and others love this darkness, this ignorance? Why would you want to stay in this and not have God's light in your love, God's light in your life? Why would you not want God's knowledge in your life? Are you trying to hide from him? what you're doing? Are you trying to hide from people what you're really about and thinking? For everyone that does or thinks or believes or loves to do things, desires to do evil according to God, these unrighteous things, these wicked things, these rebellious things, they are disobedient things. And they are disobedient, traitors, treasonous, 
and their spiritual heart and their mind of their soul. They hate and detest. They abhor the light. They will use everything at their means to cover themselves, media, articles, lies, people, family members. And when that doesn't work, they'll call in other powers to help. They'll use fear and intimidation, threats. You don't do what I tell you to do. Oh, then if they get caught, this is happening right now in a nation. The leaders will apologize. I'm so sorry. But will they admit that they broke the law? Will they pay the fine? Will they resign? No. They love that position. And the pressure is on. Mm -hmm. Being played out right on national TV, on the news. That's right. Your reputation out there is vital. Some want to have a certain kind of reputation, but really, they're faking it. Some don't want to be bothered. Some just have, they have lied their whole life of who they are, what they've done. They'll be anything to anybody as long as you support them, elect them, go along with them. So you have to be careful. And I want you to look at yourself. Not anybody else right now, but you. I want you to evaluate. Ask God, do you love the darkness? Do you love evil and wicked and want to stay in it? Are you a creature of the darkness, of evil and wickedness? Are you disobedient to God's agape love and its laws? Do you hate and obtest? Do you hate and detest and abhor the light? The truth, God's knowledge, his righteous works, his deeds here on earth. And those who line up with it. If you support abortion, that's an evil, wicked act of death. It's of the darkness. And then you hate the people that are fighting for the lives of the baby. Those are evil, wicked deeds done in ignorance. Yeah. Is that you? Are you a hater of others who are trying to preserve the child in the womb and give it rights as a human? And they believe what God says, life begins at conception. Do you hate them for loving life and children? And you pit the woman's rights against this thing. That she helped. Maybe she didn't take precautions to get pregnant. Maybe she doesn't believe in that. And the man, he doesn't do anything. There's vasectomies. You can have all the sex you want, but you cannot produce any children. Do they do that? No. In Planned Parenthood? No. Can they do hysterectomies on you as a Young woman, so you won't have any children? Yes. You can go adopt some then. There's plenty 
of children. But are you one of these evil, wicked ones, right? And you pervert the laws of light and life yourself. I'm asking you, agape love wants to know from you what you believe. And do you want to keep living in this stuff? And this verse goes on and says, and neither does this spiritual being, you. And your evil heart and soul come to the light. So we have to come to you. It doesn't accept the truth of God's words or his presence. He's not real. This is just a mental illness and it's biological. Doesn't accept his words of love or truth or joy or peace. And they do not desire to do that. And they do not go after or seek or have affection for and love. Many go to church and never read the Bible. And if they do it through lenses of religion and denomination, politics, some have made a flag, their God. They take an oath to the flag, not to God. They have constitutions that they swear an oath to. That's not God. But they serve other gods. Why would anybody do that? Because if any of the world of darkness, of humanity, allowed light to come into himself, to his evil, wicked heart and mind, his ways, his thoughts, his disobedient things, his deeds were shown out. His behaviors, his reasoning, why he did things, his feelings, his opinions, his principles, his concepts. We would see the real him. And he would be reproved, judged, rebuked, corrected, and condemned because he would have truly been discovered. And others would see what was hidden. Do you know when you are, when you lie, you have a sickness and a disease of the spirit. You use bewitchment. You use spells of words. Maybe you're a great oratory or a great speaker. And you present yourself out as a sweet, loving, kind person. But too much evidence is coming out that you're not. And you just lie about it. Rebuke everybody. Do you know what goes on in your brain? What used to be clear and beautiful is now twisted, tangled, filled with perversion and twisting. What was normal and beautiful is now ugly. The darkness is taking over. And when your spirit is freed from that body, that mind, in death. If you have not been born again and born as a new creature who truly believes in Christ Jesus as the son of the living God, your soul, as some people call it, your energy, your essence, your forever person, will come out and it will go straight down. 
to a horrible place called Hades, hell and Tartus, and be tortured for its rebellion against the light. Now, Pastor Deborah's there trying to help you now, but if we can't get to you and you choose not to come to the light on your way down to hell and Hades, the demonics that control that place do not care how many times you went to church. If you prayed six times a day, prayed to a flag, served another father, they don't care. They know if you have been disobedient, evil, and wicked, traitor to God of the Bible. That is the litmus test. We've put a cross at the entrance to help you if you will accept the gift of forgiveness. And we've got an angel there. Take a cup, drink of living water. You don't have to. You can go on down and you will. And your spirit will reap what it has sowed. Verse number 21. For every spiritual, forever person's heart, their mind, and their soul that does truth, that does what is right in God's eyes, that is lawful in the kingdom of heaven, that is righteous in the eyes of agape love, that accepts and desires and loves light and truth of the word of God and his knowledge, and allows his deeds to be known by God. Now, God already knows them, and he tells Pastor Deborah, I can look. If God wants me to know what you're doing and why you're, he'll tell me, so I can minister to you. That's right. He says, why would this go on? So that your spiritual heart, your forever person and soul, may find this light. And believe you're living in a world of darkness and ignorance. Mm -hmm. He's trying to help you. And if you are a righteous one, living in the light, like Pastor Deborah, my deeds, my words, my thoughts, my ideas, why I do YouTube videos. Do I charge for this audio book? Do I get paid for anything I do? Are my prayers righteous in his eyes? All of that will be spiritually known and seen by this light. They will be judged, either accepted or not. Every prayer I pray for you, sometimes I get into the flesh and I have to repent because my soul is not supposed to give way to that or to the lust of the eyes or the lust of the flesh or the pride of life. So my deeds, even as a righteous person, are going to be judged. What I did, why I did it, what I said on LinkedIn or social media, Twitter, how I talked to my husband, children, grandchildren, how I talk to you here on YouTube will all be judged. 
so that these deeds and thoughts and works can be said. They are done in God, for God, with God, as one with him, as his son was, God in him and him in God. Your deeds, your words, your thoughts, your purposes. And then if you get caught, what do you do? I'll tell you a story. I was in a church. And I told some private information to a pastor. They went and told. And I got in trouble. And then the youth pastor got after me. But I didn't want any disunity. We were believers in a revival. So I took them plants and cards and asked them to forgive me if I have brought any disunity among us. It wasn't my fault. I wasn't angry, but I humbled myself to my brothers and sisters in Christ. Can you do that? Oh, some people get offended at me. I'm a very challenging pastor. I'm going to challenge you to your what you're saying, what your posts are. I'm looking to see, are you a religious person in a denomination? And this one, oh my goodness, she's so sensitive. She said she felt offended and felt less than me because of my comments. All I did was put a post up, said this video got a lot of Islamic people from an ethnic group in another nation born again. And so I asked this people in a chat group, what have you done for God today? How many have you led to the Lord? Are you about the father's business? And that must have offended her because she doesn't do that. And she's flitting in from topic to topic and she's trying to have conferences and special things and and she doesn't isn't doing very well. And Tried to help her on social media about her clothes she wears and her backgrounds. She's doing a little better in that. But she is a very religious person, even her language. She can't even hardly talk without saying certain words. When they, and you can't do that. You never heard Jesus do all of that. It's religion. Child. Trying to prove how spiritual they are. Satan could care less. The witches could care less. The ancient ancestors, the ancient gods, and God, they could care less. They're looking at your spirit. They're judging your spirit because that's the realm they are in. That's the realm that God is in, Satan is in, all the demon spirits are in, word curses are in. That's right. The realm of the spirit. So we are going to ask you a question. Do you hate the light? Do you want to continue to live in this darkness and hide your deeds? But Pastor Deborah, I come to the darkness. I'll come into your life and your realm and talk to you. And that's what I'm doing right now. Your deeds. Your thoughts, your actions, they're all going to be judged by God, not by anybody else. Mm -hmm. 
That's right. So I want to end number 27 right here with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are helping us to see ourselves if we are in the darkness. And we hate your light, your truth and laws. And we're following other people, believing that we're doing your work. Father, help us to see that we're in religion and not of the spiritual realm. Father, help us to know that you are going to judge us and your adversary, Satan, the king of the kingdom of darkness. There is a king of this. This is his world, and it is here on earth, and he will judge you spiritually. And if you don't do his work, he will terrorize you, victimize you, torture you spiritually. I've seen that happen many, many times. Because he's after your spirit to be about his work through your soul and through your physical body. We're told in this wonderful book called the King James Bible, there is a father, a source of all lies. His name is Satan. When you lie, that proves that you are a child of Satan. You're made in his image after his likeness. And if you lust after sex and pleasure and money, greed, property and houses and power, that's Satan's image and likeness. God already has it. I don't have to lust after anything. I am given it by right of inheritance as a child of God. But you, you're lusting. Greedy, full of pride. I'm the man. I'm the greatest one. It's all about me. I want a, walk, a star on the walk of, of the stars of Hollywood. I want an Oscar. I want a Tony Award. I want to get some kind of medal. Mm -hmm. Pride. That's a spiritual nature of Satan. And you're perverted in all your ways. You live in the darkness. Darkness is your friend. Your thoughts, your deeds your, are all deeds of darkness. And even if you don't judge them, he and I will. So, Father, help us to see ourselves as you see us. Help us to know if this is what we're living in. Help us to know. Judge us now and help us. Father, and if we are creatures of the dark, help us to be born again as children of the light. Where we no longer desire to live in the darkness. And we welcome all of your rebuke and correction and discipline and judging of our thoughts and policies and ideas. Everything we do and believe in our feelings. Help us, Father. This is your work of Isaiah 61 and 62. Help us to have a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision out of this. Bring us up, Father. Help us. We can't do this on our own. We can't even look at ourselves. Help us to admit that we are creatures of the night and the darkness and that we don't love you. And don't care about you. And we really hate you. Help us, Father. This you have to do for us and with us through agape love. 
in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, that ends this one. That was a powerful one. We'll pick up again in the Spiritual Multitudes, volume number three, in part number 28 next time. I'll see you then. Bye. This is Pastor Deborah. God be love. Love is here's global teaching ministry. See you. Bye-bye.